morning and turn with me in the Old Testament, the book of Ecclesiastes, and if you're not familiar with the book, go to Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and go to the last chapter of the book, and that's chapter number 12, and when you find your place, if you're able to, let's stand this morning for the reading of God's Word, Ecclesiastes chapter number 12. I love this little book. Now, a lot of times we call it a book because that's what it kind of is in our Bible, but really when you look at the book of Ecclesiastes, what it is, is it's a sermon. Now, I'm not going to preach the whole thing. We'll be, we'd be here for quite a while, but we're going to really kind of get to the conclusion of the whole matter as the writer writes, but uh, I know this this morning, some of you look like you lost something. Oh, that's right. You lost an hour of your sleep, right? I could tell some of you. Now, listen, you need to prop your eyelids up, put some toothpicks in there, whatever you need to do. Slap yourself, uh, slap your spouse. No, don't do that. Not in church. But uh, we want to be awake for the Word of God this morning. I, wanna, I commend you for being here. I know this sounds uh, evil, but I actually woke up an hour early. And I, there's just something wrong with me. I don't know what it is, but, um, but I, I know that, uh, you know, it's always a challenge when we, when we lose an hour's sleep. But uh, we're thankful that God gives us. And really, the message today, as we're thinking about magnifying the Lord this whole year, the series, what I'm doing month by month, and this month we're, we're talking about magnifying stewardship and we started last Sunday, and of course you watched that live stream. Today we're talking about magnifying this matter of magnifying our time. And we want, we want to think about this. I've entitled today's message, Stewarding the Days of Our Lives. And uh, God, isn't life wonderful? I know that sometimes there's curveballs, there's setbacks, but listen, uh, what's the alternative, right? No life at all. God's been good to us. And today's message is not meant, listen to me, it's not meant to be depressing. Some of you are going to listen to the message, you're going to think, wow, that, that, I, didn't, I don't know if I needed that. Today's, today's message, right from the pages of the Word of God, is meant to be a reality check. You know, ever, nowadays one of the most popular things is these reality shows. Well, we're not going to have a reality show today. We're going to look at the reality of the scriptures. And we're going to see what God has to say about life and stewarding the days of our lives. Everybody with me this morning? All right, put a smile on your face, okay? And so let's look at these verses here in the Bible, chapter 12, verse number 1. The Bible says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not. Nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain, in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble and the strong men shall bow themselves and the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out the windows be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low, and he shall rise up 
At the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fears shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home. And the mourners go about the streets, or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken as the fountain, or the wheel broken as the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning, for your word, and I pray that you'd bless by your spirit this morning. Help us to understand this matter of life, stewarding the days of our life. God, thank you for every breath. Thank you for the life that you've given to us. Lord, help us to not be unthankful and ungrateful, but Lord, help us to appreciate every moment of every day, and may you be honored and glorified in and through our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated this morning. You look at this passage that we read, and it reminds me of this, that every life has a story to tell. Your life, my life. When I look at people's lives, and I think about the life that God's given to me, every one of us have an author. Every one of us have had an adventure. Every one of us have an aim when it comes to our life. And I love the fact that as you think about what the psalmist wrote in chapter 90 and verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. I don't know where you are in life. Some people, they don't mind telling other people their age, and other people lie about their age. They don't want anybody to know how old they are, but I know that there's a God that's keeping record. I thought to myself, I wonder where I am. You know, if God says to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom, I began to think about, and I sat down with my calculator, and I figured out, that I've been alive 20,891 days today. I look pretty good for 20,891 days, don't I? You think about that, hey, Jay, how you doing? Didn't see you come in. Good to have you back. And so, so here's the thing is, I don't know how old you are. I don't know how many days God's given to you, but aren't you glad for the days that he has? Now, some of you, listen, wait till after church to get your calculator out and figure out how many days, because God says to number your days. Some of you, it's going to take a couple calculators to figure it out. Brother Flynn might burn his up trying to figure out how old he is. But I love this, how God says, teach us to number our days. You know what I think about that is God is telling us every day matters. Every day is important. <laughs> Years ago, and I know they're still out and still around, but I've never been much given over to them, but 
there's something called soap operas. Uh, kind of interesting things on television. And the soap opera announcer said, and, it, and you probably have heard this before, like the sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Now the message this morning is not about soap operas. So if you're watching them, you can, you can rest easy. But I, I was thinking about that, and I thought to myself, and this really isn't a part of the message, it's just the way my mind works, why do they call them soap operas? You know, and, and you know, here's, here's a little tidbit for free this morning. It's because when they started, whichever year that was, many, many years ago, they were actually supported by soap companies. And so that's why they got the little name Soap Opera. There's the, now, listen, I hope that's not the only thing you walk out of church saying, I, I learned today, all right? But that's, that's what I found is they were sponsored by soap manufacturers. But somebody said this about soap operas, that soap operas are real people pretending to be fake people with made-up problems being watched by real people to forget their real problems. Now, maybe that's true. I don't know about all the psychological and philosophical aspects of the phrase there, like the sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. But I do see a couple profound truths that I feel like are clearly implied by that statement. And notice in your outline or on the screen this morning, here's the profound truths. Life is short. How many of you would agree with that? You know, Anna Zeal's 11 today. Life is short. You know, and here's the other one. Life is filled with many changes. If you've lived long enough, you've probably seen a whole lot more changes than the younger generations have. But life just has so many changes, and life just continues to flee by. The Bible says, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. I remember that my life is wind. Mine eye shall no more see good. Man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. Behold, thou hast made my days as an handbreadth. And mine age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Selah. The word vanity means empty. The Bible says, Remember how short my time is, wherefore hast thou made all men in vain. It's true. Life is short. And you think about not only life being short, but Life is full of changes. Things happen in our lives, many events, and some of the happenings that, that take place in our lives, some of them are good, and some of them, be honest with you, are not so good. Sometimes things happen in life. And I've found in my life that what happens to me and what happens in my life may not happen to you, may not happen in your life. As I think about what happens to me, again, it, it may be something that I'm dealing with in my own personal life. Maybe something today 
that you're dealing with in your own personal life. And as I look at the end of this book, Ecclesiastes, Solomon, as we see here writing, Solomon mentions some events that are going to take place, I'll be honest with you, not only in the lives of everyone in this room, but in the lives of everyone that is on this earth. And I want you to look at these events with me this morning as we think about stewarding the days of our lives. What is life? Life is made up of days. It's the time that we have. The days represent that time. And since life is short, we need to steward the days that God gives to us. Steward the days of our lives. Why? Because, first of all, there will be choosing days. Now look back in chapter number 12. Notice what the Bible says. Look at the first word, remember. God says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. So we see here that life is full of choices. There are options, there are preferences, there are selections that we can make. And some of those preferences that we have, some of those choices that we make, they, they make no difference in our lives, but others' choices that we make are going to have a profound impact on our lives. You know what life is? It's a series of choices that we make. You are who you are today because of the choices that you've made along the way. And I find that Solomon says, notice the greatest time for choices is when we're young, in our youth. Now, I know that you might be here like me, that, that the world would not consider us young. I like that saying, you're as young as you feel. Sometimes I don't feel real young. But I know this, that God says it's important for us to make choices so that as we get older, those choices that we've made in our youth will have an impact on our lives as we get older. Everybody with me this morning? So the Bible says, remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Young people today, and listen, I don't think it's anything new. I think young people are, are stressed and they're pressured and they are being bombarded by so many choices in life. Uh, what school they'll go to and and the friends that they will have. Hey, listen, there, there's even a, a pressure now for young people when it comes to sexual orientation. There's pressures when it comes to addictions, and there's pressures when it comes to self-worth. All, all these things and many other things are choices that young people will face, but the greatest choice with any young person that they can make in their life is that they would give their heart to the Lord. That's the greatest choice a young person can make. They say, I want to live for God. And I find that a, a person that is young, that makes that decision, that makes that choice, at a young age, they will avoid many unnecessary uh, burdens as time goes on. Here's some statistics that might help you to understand this. Listen to this. 88% of all conversions, people that are saved, Notice, happened before the age of 19. Why have children's ministry? There's a reason. Because the heart is still tender. They still listen. It's important for us this year, if 
the Lord tarries is coming and God gives us the opportunity. We're going to try to get back to doing some things that we were doing, like, like vacation Bible school. The children's Sunday school classes that we have on Wednesday nights when our connection groups meet and, and other opportunities we're going to have for children. Why? Because children need to know the Lord as their Savior. But how about this? That says by the age of 19, 68% of those from 9 to 14, only 68% as you grow older. Notice it drops considerably. Then notice also you, you see that 80% of high school students who graduate without Jesus most likely will never be saved. Why? Because they've already had things form in their hearts and in their minds. They've been taught the ways of this world. They've been taught man's teachings instead of the ways of God. We have a responsibility as parents, as the church, as Christians, to try to reach children before it's eternally too late. And again, that's the greatest time for making choices is in their youth. Notice also that children ages 5 to 13 have a 32% 32 probability that they will be saved. 32%, 5 to 13 years of age. But then notice from 14 to 18 have a 4% probability it really drops off as they get older. And then those that are 18 years of age and older have a 6% probability that they would one day be saved. Brother Flynn was telling me the other day when I talked to him on the phone, he, he went to get his second vaccination and he said, I was sitting there, pastor, waiting for uh, them to get the vaccination. And he said, the, 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 I don't know if it was a nurse or young lady, whoever she was, she was there with him and he looked over and he says, he says to, to her, he says, do you go to church? And she goes, oh no, she goes, I don't have time for that. Now here he was, he was just sitting there. He could have minded his own business. But it was time, precious time, that God gave to him. You think about that hour you lost last night. You can't get that hour back. You can't turn back the clock. So Brother Flynn's sitting there, and he says to the lady, he says, well, I teach the Bible at my church. And the lady said to him, can you teach me about the Bible? Brother Flynn said, I started to talk to her about the Lord and share the scriptures with her. And he said, while I was waiting for my vaccination, he said, I led her to Christ. I'm sure he was glad he made use of that time. I don't know how old she was. I can't tell you how many waiters and waitresses that I've tried to give a gospel track to, that I've tried to say to them, hey, listen, we have a church. We'd love to have you come. And if I have the opportunity, I try to share some scripture with them. And I know they're busy, they're working, and so I don't want to get them in trouble. But listen, we ought to think about this. People are not getting any younger. And the older they get, the harder it is for them to be reached. And again, I say to you that the greatest time for choices is in our youth. The longer people go without the Lord, the less likely 
they will come to know Christ as their Savior, and we need to make our choice for Jesus while there is time. The Bible says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found, call ye upon him while he is near. If you are here this morning or you are listening to this message by way of live stream and you do not know the Lord, can I tell you that he has promised where we gather together in his name that he would be there with us, and I believe the Lord is near today, and if you are seeking him, he will be found. We need to do it while we're young. If you've never been saved, today as we see here in Solomon's message, today for you is a choosing day. Choose you the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 2, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. In the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Look, understand that this word here, secured, may be not a familiar word to you, but it means that he has aided us, he has relieved us, he has helped us in, a, in a, an accepted time. God says, look, if you've put it off, if you've been pushing me away, listen, this is the most important time. doesn't matter how old you are today. Today is the day of salvation. Be saved now. Trust Christ as your Savior. Don't fail to make the most important choice of all, and that is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we find that there will be in life for everyone choosing days, but there will also be changing days. This is where a lot of us are living even right now. Look back in our Bibles, and we'll kind of walk through this in the Scriptures. But I want you to see, first of all, the declination of the stamina. In other words, when you think about something declining, you're talking about something that is going downward. It is moving downward. And and the, the Bible shows us, and of course we understand even from the physical aspects that youth and energy don't last forever. Uh, we may be able to do a few things still, but but time marches on and the demands of life School and work and family and the bills and everything that we have, all of it begins to take its toll and the youth is replaced by old age. Notice the Bible says in verse number two, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. See, before the darkness comes, listen to me this morning, before you grow old, here it is, do something for Jesus. Make your life count for the Lord. And we see the declination of the stamina, but notice also the deterioration of the structure. And as we look at what Solomon is writing here, Solomon is basically giving us a metaphor of the body. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's quite descriptive. Uh, This matter of getting older is a sure sign that the body is wearing out. The image here, and remember what I told you when I started the message, this is not to depress you. This is not to discourage you. It's a reality check. Because he says, remember thy creator doesn't matter what age we are, the image that he's giving here is of a structure 
that is starting to fall down. It's, it's really about the body and the house. The Bible says in Genesis 2, look at the Lord gave, uh, God formed man out of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became, look at this, a living soul. God made man. You were made in the image and likeness of Almighty God. The Bible says that God is the one that has created us. Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment as a vesture. Thou shalt, notice here, shalt thou change them and they shall be changed. Now, here's one thing that we need to remember is God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But everything that God has created, including us, Solomon here is painting a vivid picture of what it means to get old in time. Notice in verse number three, he mentions the keepers. Notice in, in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. This is talking about our arms and our hands. My hand is not as steady. People sometimes, if you've ever been around me, people have said to me, Pastor, why are you shaking? I've shook since I was 13. Runs in the family. You know, I, I know I've known people as they get older, uh, they can't write, they can't sign something. The Bible says the keepers of the house, the hands and the arms, tremble. Notice in verse number 3, as we read on, the strong men shall bow themselves. That's your legs, your knees, your shoulders. They all start to weaken and you end up walking bent over. Notice also in verse number 3, he says this, the grinders cease because they are few. <laughs> you look at that, you start to lose teeth. Every time I go to the dentist, he lectures me about teeth that are missing in my mouth. The grinders, they are few. Look at, ver look at verse number three as he says here, <clears throat> and he says, those that look out of the windows be darkened. That means your vision begins to go. I used to have 20-20. Used to. Uh, last week I was reading my Bible up here and, you know, there's lights up above me, but the eyes aren't what they used to be. If you've got good eyesight, be thankful for it. Look at verse number four. He says, and the doors shall be shut in the streets. The doors are your hearing. Your hearing starts to fail. You know, sometimes people uh, will talk to me and I'll, I'll say, what? Now, sometimes I don't hear them. Sometimes it's selective. But the hearing starts to go. It's not what it used to be. Let's read on. Look at verse number four. He says, when the sound of the grinding is low, the sound of the grinding, you can't even chew the food that you're eating because you have few teeth, because your teeth are bothering you. He says, and, uh, and he shall rise up at the voice 
of a bird, of the bird. Rise up means to wake up early sometimes because you can't sleep. Maybe that's what happened to me this morning. Notice also, he says, And the daughters of music shall be brought low. Music here talking about your voice. How your voice starts to shake. Your voice starts to tremble and weaken. In verse number 5, he says here, Also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high. He's talking here about the fear that we have being terrified. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Some people, as they get older, they're, they're afraid of heights. Some people, and, and many of us have known elderly people that have fallen because of their footing. I remember when I was working with my dad, the older he got, my dad didn't want to get up on a ladder. So many times I would do it instead of him. I wanted to make sure he didn't get hurt. But the Bible says here, as we get older, we become afraid of that which is high. Notice, and fears shall be in the way. He says, the almond tree shall flourish. In other words, what he's saying there is he's saying, if you have any hair, if your hair actually starts to turn white like an almond blossom would. And then he says here, look at this. He says, and the grasshopper shall be a burden. That's an interesting one there. A lot of times if you've ever watched a grasshopper, they kind of drag themselves around. He's talking here about dragging yourself around like maybe the grasshopper does at the end of the summer. And then he says this, and desire shall fail. I've seen this a lot of times. It could be maybe the loss of appetite. It could be the loss of appetite of all things, even a desire to live. Sometimes people get older and they just don't want to live anymore. Solomon's painting a vivid picture here. Notice he says, and the mourners go about the street. Verse number six, or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, and the pitcher be broken at the fountain, he says here, or the wheel broken at the cistern. When you look at this, he's talking about in verse number five, going to the long home. He's talking about going to your eternal home. He's talking about where you will spend all of eternity. And I think about this, how people, listen, many times will mourn our deaths. Uh, People will uh, think about all these signs, and again, I don't know where you are, but I know this, that all of these things are going to be things that eventually will get to all of us, every last one of us. And the, the wise man, what does he do? He actually sees trouble coming, listen to me, and prepares for it. That's what Solomon is trying to get us to see. I think about living here in Florida. Here we are, we're getting, I know you don't want to hear this, but hurricane season's coming. You know, it's just something we live with here. Well, what do we do? We prepare for it. You know, I usually try to keep a case bottle water in my, in my garage. I, I try to make sure we have batteries. A wise person sees trouble coming and prepares for it. And this is what we need to do. As he mentions here, the fragile cord breaks and the golden pitcher breaks and the clay jar is broken. What's he talking about? The end of life is coming. 
death is coming, when the machinery of life stops, when the water of life stops flowing, the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. But after this, the judgment. See, every one of us have a date. Unless the Lord comes back and tarries his coming. Some people don't live long enough to see old age. Some of us have seen those that have gone on before us. But listen to this verse. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring. We don't know what today holds. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But one thing we do know is that God has given to all of us choosing days. God has given to all of us changing days. But notice also God has given to all of us concluding days. Because as Solomon is writing here, look at verse number seven, he says, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. See, this sermon is really a sermon on life. It's interesting, what he does is he ends this sermon where he began in chapter 1 and verse number 2, talking about how all is vanity. Look at verse number 8. He says, Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher, all is vanity. What is he trying to get us to do? As we think about stewarding the days of our lives, I know this sounds odd, we should be thinking what the preacher is trying to get us to think, and that is we should be thinking about death. We should be thinking about what is going to happen in my life before that day comes. I want to make the most of every day. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Why? Because the Bible says the body returns to the ground. You see, that's all that will sleep in the grave. The Bible says, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Even in this particular book, look at chapter 3, All go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. Every one of us. Now, again, this is a reality check for us, is what are we going to do with the light that God's given to us? Because it's evident that the body will return to the ground, but notice the spirit will return to God. That's what the Bible says. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? James said, or as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Jesus cried with a loud voice. Listen to what he said as he hung on the cross. He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Stephen, when he was stoned, the Bible says, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. There's going to come a day, listen, whether you want to acknowledge it or ignore it. There's going to come a day when this life will end and you and I will meet God. And the question this morning is, where will you spend eternity? Will you spend eternity with the Lord in heaven? Or will you spend eternity without the Lord in a place that the Bible calls hell? And all of that depends on this. 
what you do with Jesus. Have you made a decision? Have you made a decision if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? To put your faith in Him and Him only for your salvation? Listen to what John said. He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. The best way to steward our time, here it is. Make time for the Lord. Have you had time? Have you made time for the Lord? That's the best decision I ever made in my life. I remember January 22nd, 1984, where I realized that I was lost in my sin. I didn't live, want to live another day without the Lord. I remember when I opened my heart and I received the gift of God, which is eternal life. See, listen, we will spend eternity somewhere. Time, life, our days are only so long. But eternity is forever. Where will you spend eternity? And you and I will bear the responsibility of the decision of what we've done with Jesus. Proverbs 9, verse 12. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shall bear it. You see, we'll all stand before the Lord today for ourselves. For the decision we made to either accept Christ or to reject Christ. This message about stewarding the days of our lives, I love this, how you look at what Solomon is writing here, about how life is empty. But here's the key, it's only empty when you leave Jesus out. But when you put Jesus in, there is hope. He brings hope, he brings peace. See, there are days of our lives. And what kind of day is this going to be for you? Is this a choosing day for you? To make the right choices, maybe to choose Jesus, to choose eternal life. Maybe this is a day where you would acknowledge that things are changing in your life. And listen, you need his help. And for some of you, maybe God's trying to get you to think about the days that will conclude your life. I know this, that when somebody knows how much longer they have to live, it affects the way they're going to live those last few days, last few weeks, last few months, last few years. Have you numbered your days? No man knows the day nor the hour. But let, let's make the most of the time that God gives to us. Let's steward it well. Would you bow your heads with me this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed? Are you prepared to meet the Lord today? Have you thought about eternity? I think it's a fair question. The Bible says that the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. And the Lord has tarried his coming. The Lord has not come back. But the Bible says he will. Will you be ready to meet him? How many of you by an upraised hand this morning would acknowledge
Pastor, I've had a time in my life that I put my faith and trust in Christ. If I were to die today, I know that I would open my eyes in the presence of Jesus. Can you raise your hand this morning as a testimony? I'm saved and I know it. What a blessing. All these hands going up. You can put your hands down. How about you this morning? Could you raise your hand? There were some that honestly did not. Maybe they're not sure. The Bible says these things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. God's given his son Jesus. The Bible says for whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Why don't you trust Christ as your Savior today? Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Some of you, maybe today, God has just given you a reality check. You looked at that list, verses 3, 4, and 5. About your eyes and your ears, your arms, your legs, your body's wearing out. It's a fact of life, folks. But I'll tell you what, I'm always encouraged when I see Christians, even with the aches and pains of life, still faithfully serving God, making the most of the days that God has given to them. For some of you, this invitation, maybe would it be a time this morning of saying, Lord, however long you give me, I want to dedicate every day to you, to make the most of the days that you've given to me. And for some of you, maybe you're thinking about, you don't know how much longer, but again, you want to make the most of what God has given to you. Would you stand to your feet this morning with your heads bowed and your eyes closed? We call this a time of invitation, and God is, I believe, been speaking to hearts this morning. Whatever it is that the Lord has been dealing with you about, why don't you step out this morning and come? Come to an altar. Maybe spend some time with the Lord this morning. Why don't you come as Brother Kenny sings?